a hell of a thing, killing a man. You take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. Well, I guess they had it coming. We all have it coming, kid. So that way I can actually be heard. Closer and louder. <laughs> We're recording, aren't we? Yes, we are. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Top Shelf. Yay. Yay. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm for this movie <laughs> that we watched. What is the movie that we watched this Unforgiven week? Unforgiven from 1992. Mm-hmm. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Man. Also starring Clint Eastwood. <laughs> And Gene Hackman, and Morgan Freeman, and Richard Harris, and Francis Fisher. A lot of people that if you start watching the movie, you'll go, oh yeah, I know them from this movie. Yeah. I know them from that. We've actually, there's a lot of people in this movie from other films on this top 10, uh, or top 10, yes, top just, 10 films. Yep, top 10 films. We just keep doing the same yep, 10s over and over and over again. We just watch the same 10 movies this for the, the last This is the dumbest podcast episodes. in the world. <laughs> oh, we didn't even say what number this was on the What list. number is this episode 34? Track. I actually know what number uh, it is. 67? 68. Six, 68. Yes. Oh, yep. Tootsie was 69. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, yep, there's yep, a, yep, yep, a lot radio. of... Radio. <laughs> Okay, so there's the little a little yip 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 know, guys from, Don't just, look at me like I'm crazy. I was just trying to figure Radio. out how that came into. Uh, uh, we say it a lot at school. When we ah. start going yip 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 yip. I do tend to say yip yip a lot on this podcast, and I do apologize. Radio about that. So yeah, this movie's actually got a lot of people in it that are from other AFI movies that we've already watched, mm-hmm. aka Morgan Freeman from Schindler's List. Um. Sorry, no. Did you really just say that? Yep. Newsflash, everybody. In our world, Morgan Freeman was in Schindler's. Morgan Freeman needs to be in everything. Yep. Damn it. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Morgan Freeman speaks. You listen. Oh my goodness. Um, no, Morgan Freeman Shawshank in Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. And then what do we have? We had Gene Hackman from The French, French Connection. Connection. Uh, and then we had what was her? What was her name? Francis Fisher. That is Francis Fisher from Titanic. From Titanic, who is Rose's mom. Yep. So we've we've had this is a, a fairly well connected movie into the rest of our movies, if you will. Yep. Sadly, Richard Harris has not been in any. <laughs> Richard Harris passed away in two thousand two. Yes, it's true. After two Harry Potter movies, he yes, was Dumbledore. He was Dumbledore. He was in a really terrible sci-fi movie back in the day. Oh, uh, Orca. Which was after Jaws. When Jaws came out, they released Orca, which was the killer whale. Of course it was. That's one. number one. And it was so bad. I don't even think he kills the Orca at the end. I don't... It's just bad. It ends up on, like, this shelf of ice in the water. It was a terrible Oh, movie. okay. So let's so, talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie, which is a much better film um, than 8. that 8.3 out of 10. Okay. On, on IMDb. IMDb. 82 Metascore with 21 critic reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Ebert gave it a four stars. Okay. Like I said, it's from 92, directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, a retired Old West gunslinger, William Money, reluctantly takes on one last job with the help of his old partner and a young man. 
Billiards. <laughs> Billiards. I like oh. Jeff's summary best. Jeff, do your summary. Oh, my summary? Yes. For for what I... Oh, your oh. summary is better than my summary this are we, week. Are we talking about the one that's on the actual... That's going to be attached to the... Uh, sure. The episode, that summary? Not the one that I... Not the not the other one, the old men thing? Not no, that that's, that's mine. That's yours. Okay. Here's my summary of this movie. Uh, it's the 1992 film where where an old Clint Eastwood takes revenge on someone he doesn't know for what they did to someone he doesn't know for reasons we don't know. Morgan Freeman! And that Morgan is, Freeman! That is my summary. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Morgan Freeman! The truth is, the idea that he takes on... He takes on he takes revenge on someone he doesn't know for doing something to someone he doesn't know for reasons we don't know is I think still fairly accurate even it by is. the end of the movie. It is. Cuz he doesn't. He has no idea who this person is. He has no idea who the person that this other person he doesn't know is and we don't know really why he decided to do this in the first place. Nope, we don't. It's kind of silly. Yep, 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 um, yep, 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 yep. Do yep, your yep. summary and then let us make a comment this about This movie is basically Old guys getting beat up. <laughs> Which was my comment, what, like a third of the way through the movie? Yes. Because <laughs> that's Once what Once we was... figured out how old, like, everyone in this movie is. Because Gene Hackman's 83 so today. Is, yep, so is Clint Eastwood. So would Richard Harris have been. Rep, Richard Harris would have been. If he was still with us. Um, Morgan Freeman, however, is a little younger. Yep. Because he was born in 1937. So he's a tad bit younger. That's so um, weird. But yeah, everybody in this movie at the time was in their 60s when they were doing huh? this film. They were all sick. Like the main three guys are 63 years mm-hmm. old. So the movie's really a bunch of yep, old yep, guys yep, 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 <laughs> just yep, yep, wandering yep. around the West. No, they were not wandering. No, they pretty much were. Was... No. <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid were wandering. At least they were funny. <laughs> I have a feeling Jeff did not like this movie. What is our opinions of this movie? You can go first. I like westerns because they're calming because it's lots of shots of people riding around on horses and stuff with occasional gu- gun fight outbursts. Yep. But I have a hard time paying attention to westerns mm-hmm. unless I'm watching them with my dad, like on a Sunday. Okay. It's kind of slow paced, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Ha- I don't hate it. Now, would you say you liked it? Yeah. It was okay? It's okay. It's a it Western. Okay. okay. I'm not a huge... Okay. It's not... I'm not a huge Western fan. Mm-hmm. I don't go out of my way to watch them. If they're on TV and my dad happens to turn it on, I will watch it. Okay. I only own... I've talked about this a lot. I only own the one Western. I own the remake of 310 to Yuma. Yeah. <clears throat> Going through puberty, it's cool. It's just... <laughs> it's not my... It, I don't dislike them, but yeah. I don't go out of my way to watch them. So it's good. It, I don't think it doesn't need to be here. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a it's a Sorry, western. I, I didn't, okay. It's a western. It's a western. That, that's my that's my feelings on it. Okay, I got you. I'm not knowledgeable on westerns. I don't understand like what makes them. I mean, I understand like why they're important, but I don't understand like what makes this movie. I'm not saying just this movie. I'm saying westerns in general. Yeah. What makes this movie influential? I don't know what made you know. Butch Cassidy, you know, influential. What are the what's the other western we watched? Oh, the uh, uh um 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 the, the Wild, Wild Bunch. Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And then, like, we've got the Treasure of the Sierra Madres coming up here soon at some point. That one's a little different, though. Shane's coming up here at some point. Because I'm pretty positive, if I recall correctly, that the Treasure of the Sierra Madre is a little bit more. 
like it's a little it's a little bit more like Madre Sierra the of treasure the because the whole idea like the treasure of the Sierra Madre I think was that they were supposed to be going out to find like treasure they're obviously oh, okay. the title is so it, it feels a little bit more a little bit more like there's a there's a reason they're going about doing it what I feel like a lot of westerns do is they come across just being they're strictly revenge films Nine times yeah. out of ten, yeah. it's usually somebody got killed that shouldn't have been killed, and here's the people who are coming after them to to revenge mm-hmm. the fact that they died. Avenge. Avenge. Avenge Assemble. me. Um, I I would see. I would agree with you, and I would say this movie was okay. I'm not saying I hated it. It got really interesting in the last twenty minutes. It yeah, seemed like. it kind of like for some. And that's the problem I have with westerns. Sometimes it's a lot about like, if I if I say exposition, am I using that correctly? Yeah, it's all exposition. Like it's about, and then, it's... and then you know, the last forty five minutes is where everything comes to a head. Right. But it's lots of calming shots of people walking through the riding through the desert, or like having a skirmish with some Indians. Right. I mean, and I don't mean to sound pejorative when I say that, but to me. I don't understand in in film history and theory why westerns are important. Mm-hmm. I everything that no, comes no. out of my mouth sounds negative, no, but that's no. not what I mean. I agree because I this, don't... I'm, expre- I'm expressing my own ignorance with the whole western genre. Right, you legitimately, and I'm in that same boat. I legitimately do not understand what what the fascination is with them. For me personally, right. I don't understand the fascination of westerns, um, and I don't. I don't. I do not know. I do not understand what, like you said, I, I get what you're saying. I do not understand what makes them important. Yes. Not Please saying, do not misunderstand us no. by making it sound like we're being negative about it. We're not we saying, like, I don't understand very, why the hell this is popular. We are ignorant I, as we, to why Westerns are popular. Because you don't get a whole lot of, like, documentation well, and, and paperwork and stories. and they don't make them much anymore. Right. Because it's... At all. Unless cow, you count, like, Cowboys and Aliens and the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Which so we both, don't. Both heavily <laughs> visual effects stylized movies, movies, stylized yeah. movies that both bombed. Yeah, I would agree. Whatever. We saw Cowboys and Aliens in theaters. Don't yeah, pretend. Yeah, we did. Best part about that movie would have been Harrison Ford. Nope. Daniel Craig. Harrison Ford. Daniel Craig. Harrison. Daniel Craig. Harrison Ford. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so now that we just went quiet and silent. Yep. Um... Let me do my uh, let me do my awards. Okay, I'll bust through my awards and then we will sure, go sure. back to our trivia. What you got, and then do the normal stuff. Uh, all right, awards for this film: sixty-three major award nominations, nine Oscar nominations. It won Best Picture, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Gene Hackman, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. It was nominated but did not win for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Clint Eastwood. Best Writing Slash Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction Slash Set Direction, and Best Sound. Okay. It was, however, uh, and it was entered into the National Film Registry in 2004. And so, again, right there, right off the bat, I want to know why. I, I legitimately want to know why. Because I, f- I personally feel like this story, it seems like a story I've seen done in other Westerns. So what made it what made it so popular? I, I guess I I don't I legitimately do not know. I really don't. 
So, but I mean, it's still it, the film itself won for a lot of uh, a lot of awards. That actually, like, it won for all the major awards. It won for well, not all of them, but it won for best picture and best director, at least. So you got two of the main guys right off the bat there mm-hmm. for awards for this film. Uh, I was looking to see what it beat out that year uh, for best picture. It actually beat out uh, the Crying Game <laughs> and a few Good Men. So it beat out those you two. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Uh, that Dustin Hoffman is seventy six. Dustin Hoffman is up there too. See, they're all all these. People what is are happening? Old. We are growing up. Uh, it lost. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood lost for the best actor in a leading role to Al Pacino in *Ascent of a Woman*. I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. Isn't he blind in that movie? I don't know. Truthfully, do you want to look that up yep. while I continue going about through all this? Uh, I was trying to think of the other one. Yeah, so, and then for Best yep. Director, it beat out Martin Best for Scent of a Woman and The Crying Game. Um, a prep school student needing money agrees to quote unquote babysit a blind man, but the job is not at all what he anticipated. Interesting. It's a drama. And then, uh, actually, and there are like no women in this movie. Actually, The Crying Woman, or sorry, The Crying Woman, The Crying Game. <laughs> the Crying Woman. <laughs> It works kind a of right. The Crying Game beat it for the best writing screenplay. So it, it actually it seemed to go against. It was that year. It was pretty much. Uh, it was pretty much Unforgiven. But it won best picture. Game. But it won best picture and best director. Okay. And then and best, best supporting, supporting actor yeah. for Gene Hackman. So I mean, it won three good awards for the film. So all right. Well, that is all that I have for that. Okay. Moving on to your section. Go. This is the only the third Western to ever win the Best Picture Oscar. The other two being Dance, The Dances with the Wolves movie oh, from geez. 1990. Okay. And Cimarron? Cimarron? From 1931? It's about a horse. I do. They did an animated version of it when we were littler. I think it's about a horse. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Severin, Severin. It's about a horse. <laughs> just, I like the way you said that. That's all. Oh, it's beautiful. I have no clue how the hell to say that. I. It is Spirit Stallion to the Cimarron. 2002. Yes, Cimarron. Wait, 19... Spirit? Yes. That's the remake of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. And the I movie from know. 1931 is a newspaper editor. Okay, maybe it's not about a horse. <laughs> Newspaper editor settles in an Oklahoma boomtown with his reluctant wife at the end of the 19th century. No horse. No horse. <laughs> at least not blatantly. Oh. No horse. Interesting. Interesting. So it's the third one. It's funny that within within two years of it, of each other, that it like that it went it went 60 years without a Western winning for best picture. He said mm-hmm. right, and then in two years it won yeah. a third time again. It won twice. So it was just. Kind of interesting, that's all. Richard Harris was watching High Plains Drifter on TV when Clint Eastwood phoned to offer him the part of English Bob. Interesting. English Bob. The final screen credits read, dedicated to Sergio and Don, referring to Clint Eastwood's mentors Sergio Leone and Don Siegel. Okay. I may have butchered those, I apologize. No, no, you got got the Sergio... One, right. The script floated around Hollywood for nearly 20 years, during which time Gene Hackman read and rejected it, only to be later convinced by Eastwood to play a role. <laughs> Interesting. It does, I will say that, it does feel like an older movie. Oh. It does feel like a 70s western. It does. Like an early 70s western. It actually kind of looks like it in spots, too. Although the score was arranged by Lenny Niehaus, the main theme was written by Clint Eastwood. 
So not the score, just the theme. Just the theme song. Which will be featured at the end of this yes, film. Yes, it will be, because that's what I do. This film was shot in 39 days. <sighs> and it came in four days ahead of schedule. I want to know And you how. wouldn't know it. No, I want to no, know that, that doesn't sound bad, but like it doesn't look rushed. No, it doesn't look like a movie that they would have... I mean, there's nothing really complicated about the film, but... I just I want to know I want to know how a movie comes in four days under like under schedule. I don't know because that literally means that at some point they finished filming one day and went. You guys want to keep filming? Is there uh, something you else you want to do? Pizza? Yeah. Okay. You can either order pizza. You want pizza? Or we can film a whole other sequence. Let's film a whole other sequence and eat pizza at the same time. Yeah. Those prostitutes had pizza boxes underneath their bed. <sighs> Speaking of that. To maintain an authentic atmosphere, no motor vehicles were allowed on the Big Whiskey set. Big Whiskey is the town where the prostitutes are. Interesting. They didn't have to worry about tire tracks. Most of the rain in the film was specially created because Calgary, where it was shot, was experiencing a dry spell. (laughs) Though the snowfall that is featured when William Money is recovering from his beating was unexpected and unscripted. (laughs) That's a good point. That scene, if the snow kind of felt like, oh, look, they're in snow. Okay. (laughs) It took Clint Eastwood several years to actually get around to reading the script, as his script reader had initially told him it wasn't very good. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I like the one about the uh, the one that you read about. Uh... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay. None of the participants, least of all Clint Eastwood and writer David Webb Peoples, actively set out to make an anti-violence film. It was just a natural byproduct of the script. So you think maybe that's why it's on the list? Maybe. Because it deals with the fact that violence is not the I think it's on the, the list answer. because Clint Eastwood directed it. Is this the first movie he directed? Um, I don't think it's the first one he directed. I think it's... Hold on. I'm, I was actually... I just well, you look. Yep, yep. Keep Clint Eastwood said at the time that this would be the last movie that he would both act and direct in. That's the one I was like. <laughs> but he went on to appear in quite a lot of movies he directed since then. Trouble with the Curve, Gran Torino, Space Cowboys, Space Cowboys, Million Dollar Baby. Yes. <laughs> he has not. He does not have anything on his IMDb for this next film year, though. He has nothing going into two thousand thirteen, and nothing like in development for two thousand fourteen, at least according to IMDb. Jersey Boys. Okay. He directing, directing. Okay. I not acting in. Sorry. Uh, no, it was not his first film. He actually been directing since the seventy one. Okay. I didn't know that. My bad. Neither I did I. I, I. I had to look it up. He's done a lot of westerns. Yeah, I but... knew that. Oh, he directed. He directed Sudden Impact. I didn't know that. Not to be confused with Deep Impact. Not no. to be confused with Armageddon. No. <laughs> In this movie, Clint Eastwood does not run from an asteroid that's okay. going to hit. No, Sudden Impact was the uh, was the first Dirty Harry film. Oh. I did not know he directed that film. That's new to me. Oh, he directed Magnum Force too. Wow, he directed a lot of the Harry. Po- okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> the Harry Potter films. Yes, Clint Eastwood. Sorry, not, again. Sorry, that's not the first one. I apologize. Dirty Harry was the first yeah. one. That, that's that's the, why I was confused. Early '80s ones. Sorry. The boots that Clint Eastwood wore in this film. That's three. Two. Two. I'll give you two for this uh, one. <laughs> are the same boots that he wore in the TV series Rawhide. These boots are now a part of Eastwood's private collection and were on loan to the 2005. Se- Sergio Leone exhibit at the Gene Autry Museum of Western Heritage in Los Angeles, California. In essence, these boots have bookended Eastwood's career in the Western genre. Because it would have been his first Western and then would have been his last Western. 
for those of you who can't hear her fingers creaking, quote unquote. <laughs> Did he, do, did he do another western after this one? That's what I was looking for. I don't rem- I don't remember him doing another western film. Like Space Cowboys is like the closest I think that he gets and that's not actually a Cowboys. Uh no, he did not do another western because then he did like In the Line of Fire and then I don't think True True Crime was not a western, right? That was a that was an actual cop film, right? Yeah, that's a that's a journalist and an inmate. So yeah, no, he did not this was his last western. Okay. Actual Western Western. So it was his last kind of like going out. With the inflation, with inflation, the $1,000 bounty on the Cowboys would be the equivalent to $110,000 now at cons- at a conservative estimate. Wow. That's some bounty. Gene Hackman had turned down the part of money before the script came to Clint Eastwood. So Gene Hackman turned down Clint Eastwood's character before Clint Eastwood got the script. I kind of like... See, Gene Hackman tends to play that kind of dick of a bad guy. I think mm-hmm. he plays those guys really well. It's just kind of what he... He's good at that. He's good at that part. I mean, again, he was good in French Connection as mm-hmm. kind of a dick cop. I mean, yeah, he was a good guy, but still is kind of on that edge of just being a bad guy. So, right, interesting. Um, Not Spoilers. really fun trivia, Okay, but... Gene Hackman has not made a movie since 2004. Welcome to Mooseport was the last movie he did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he hasn't made a good movie since the Royal Tenenbaums. Well, no, Behind Enemy Lines. I forget that he was... I didn't even know he was in that. Sorry, in my opinion, he hasn't made a good movie since Enemy of the State. Whatever. The Royal Tenenbaums is a great movie. I just don't... I don't... Whatever. Don't even talk to me about Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is not my thing at all. I just... I cannot get into his films. I tried. I have tried. I have tried repeatedly. This kind of continues on the argument that Jeff and I were having about music off oh, yes. mic this yes, afternoon yes. or earlier this evening. Apparently Derek will know. <laughs> Anyone who follows Jeff and I individually on Twitter will see this conversation. Because I listen to hipster music, apparently. Yeah, you do. Whatever. <laughs> You listen to the music of a 14-year-old girl in 2003. I will hide my Beyonce and Christina Aguilera albums if it'll make you stop. I am Beyonce. I am Beyonce. And let's see, what has Morgan Freeman done? Uh, By the way, I do not actually own any Christina Aguilera or Beyonce albums, just for a side note. See, and Morgan Freeman is super busy. I mean, he's in the Lego movie. Yeah, that's right. He does voices. Yeah. He, I think Morgan And Freeman, he's in Las Vegas that just came out, and he was oh, in yeah. Now You See Me, and he did in 2013, Olympus Has Fallen, Oblivion, Now You See Me, Las Vegas, the and The Last Nights, which hasn't even come out yet. I think he just likes to act. And then he was in the, in 2012, Dark Knight Rises, The Magic of Bell Island, and Dolphin Tale, Conan the Barbarian. He was Red. in Conan? Yep. The new one? Yep. Red, Invictus. The Dark Knight, Wanted, The Bucket List, Gone Baby Gone, Evan Almighty. He's done a, at least one movie every year for the last 10 years. At he least. is 76 years old. Yes, he is. For a seven, you know what? Maybe he's just worried that if he stops acting, he'll, he'll die. die. And truthfully, if, if him acting keeps him alive, Morgan Freeman, continue to act your ass off, bro. Seriously, he's <laughs> done a movie every, at least one movie, sometimes like up to five movies a year. That's he was in Million Dollar Baby as well. Yeah, yeah. See that I've one. I've never I, seen Million Dollar Baby. I have. 
Not because I don't want to. I just haven't seen it. It's a boxing movie until like the last half hour. I like boxing movies, but I know what happens at the end. Yeah. Because of an episode of The Office. Yeah, because... <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they spoil yep. it? <laughs> it's from Grief Counseling from season three. When Michael, yeah, Pam talks like they're trying, they're trying to get through the fact that Michael's trying to get them to talk about like their pain. Okay. And so Pam goes, I had this aunt who was this, you know, great female boxer and it was really tough when she asked her manager to pull her breathing tube. (laughs) And then Ryan describes the Lion King and then Kevin ruins it because he tries to do Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) They had everyone over for the weekend. (laughs) That's Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) And who's in that movie? Andrew McCarthy. Indeed. I hate the score in Tootsie. Call back. You know what? I'll start playing that again. No! I have no issue playing that from here on. That's our opening theme. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. The score from Tootsie is now the opening theme song to this podcast. No, it is not. I have final edit right on this episode. These episodes. (laughs) Have fun doing it by yourself. That's fine. Welcome to Tap Shelf. I'm Jeff. Lindsay, do Lindsay's not here. I just, I just, I just pause for where you normally would be talking. So there's like a 15 minute spot where the trivia would be. And it's just me <laughs> just listening. And then every once in a while going, yep, yep. That's cool. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> All right, moving on to my I section. left the room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll see you after trivia. That's it. Oh, you're done with the trivia. End. Okay. Things that I have learned from this film. I have five things that I've learned from this film. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm looking forward to this. Number one. I learned what Rose's mom from Titanic's nipple looks like. Gross. First, like, 30 seconds of the movie. She's bent. Yeah. Number two. Old West Dumbledore's a dick. He is. He is a dick. Number three. Billiards equals sex. Yep. (laughs) Number four. Thunder acts as a transition starter. Numerous times there was thunder that started yep. the next cut and the next transition. Thunder. And five, I would <laughs> like... <laughs> thunder! I was We're busting, caught busting. in the middle of a railroad track. <laughs> busting out ACDC, thunder. huh? Do you know they're not on Spotify? Like, ruins my life. Hashtag first world problems. First world problems. Hashtag I'm a douche. Hashtag hashtag. <laughs> and finally, number five, <laughs> I would like billiards to be my form of payment from here yes. on out. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch this movie strictly to understand my reference. Oh, I did say billiards equals sex. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happens is there's a billiards hall in this movie. That is where all the prostitutes live. Uh, they don't actually have billiards table in anymore the because where the books live. <laughs> because the prostitutes, what they said, the prostitutes burned the billiards table for, for firewood fire. last winter yeah. or something like that. So they don't actually have billiards. But so I just kept referencing the fact that they were going to go play beer, billiards on, and Morgan Freeman was going upstairs to play billiards. And that he has probably a extremely long pool cue. Anyway, so... knocking balls around. And knocking balls around. So, yes, I would like billiards to be my form of payment from here on out. Just saying. Throwing that out there for anybody who cares to know. All right, well, that is all the things that I have learned from this movie. Short, quick list to the point. Let us discuss the movie itself. Where is it? It's at number 68 on the list, right? Yes. Where was it before? 
Um, it went up 30 spots. So originally it was at basically at the bottom of the list. It was 98 then. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yes. If it was Let me double up. check the numbers. Double check but I will numbers. double check. Hold on. I will say this as yes, if it, it was number 98. So it went up. That's a so lot Yankee of positions. Doodle Dandy was is where it was. That's uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy was 100. That's just like okay. I it's weird that For the record, for everyone's reference, there were 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11, 12, 13, 14 new movies in the first quarter of the list. Wow. So numbers so, 100 through 75. So do you think that might have had a reasoning behind why it jumped so high then? Maybe. And then the next quarter, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So out of 50... The upper quarter, there's 1. So out of... The, one. The there's top. 1. And then 1 in the top quarter. So... Out of the list of 100 movies, there was what? You said 14, 7, and 1? 14, 7, 2, and 1. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 23. There are so, 23 new movies so out of in the last 10 movies, years. Out of 100 movies in the last 10 years, they added 23. Yeah. And a lot of those are at the bottom quarter. Because you said 14 out of 25 were brand new. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could see why that would have pushed a couple of these films up. Like, they were like, no, this movie needs to still be on the list. I just, see, I don't know. I We've already discussed it. I don't, I don't get Westerns. I love Back to the Future. I love Part 3 of Back to the Future. It's a, basically a Western, but it's not entirely. I like Blazing Saddles. That's a Western, but it's more of a spoof of Western movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I like, I mean, it's a Western. It's a Western. I think it's on the list because Clint Eastwood directed it's just, it. It's his last Western. Yeah. You're thinking that's what yeah, it is? Yeah, I'm sure that has a bearing on it. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's not a bad movie. It's not like, why the hell is this on the list? I just don't get it. I don't get Westerns. I don't get the mass appeal of Westerns, personally. That's me. Not in a negative way. No, because I will we're say this. We're not being, this is not, so we're not Sophie choice, Sophie's choosing no, no. this. Or the last picture showing this. Because I made, I made a specific note that even though Westerns are not my thing, the movie's not bad. The acting <laughs> in the movie is very well done. Well, yeah. Because it's friggin' Gene Hackman and Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's a really good actor. And Richard Harris. And Richard Harris. Harris. Like, the acting. And Richard Chamberlain, <laughs> who I think is who took over for him in <laughs> Harry Potter. Um... It it's it's a movie that I like. It, the acting done in this film is very well done. I I really dug the the acting itself. It's I just, dig it. It's it's one of those things where it's I just don't I don't get the I don't understand what it is that people like about westerns. I'm curious to know. I think it has to do with the whole cowboys and open country and adventure. I mean, I get that. I can get behind that. And that's just being out on your yeah. own and, and living your life. I don't understand why they need to be so long. Michael Gamden was who took Gamden. over. Who's Richard Chamberlain? He was another person. <laughs> Make sure I'm not making up names. No, 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 no. Richard Chamberlain existed. Richard Chamberlain existed. Um, oh, he was a stage actor. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What movie was he in? Oh, Towering Inferno. Yes. Do I must know Richard Chamberlain from stage stuff, then. He's done... He's done He's, He's must have done Shakespeare. Oh, he was in a couple episodes of Chuck. 
That's where I know him from. <laughs> Who was he in Chuck? Adelbert DeSmet. No, Adel- I don't remember. Adelbert. Show him to me what he show show him to me what he looks that like. That is what he looks like. Oh yeah. What well, does it say what season of Chuck it was? Uh actually just let me yeah, let me yeah, see the yeah, yeah, 2010. Yeah. <laughs> That's gotta be <laughs> Season four, episode nine. Okay. So Anyways, uh, so yeah, Richard Chamberlain, not, not Richard no. Harris. <laughs> Richard Chamberlain does not equal Richard Harris. Um, nope. But no. Oh. Uh, do not shake head. shook my head too much. Do not shake head. Uh, no, so I, I guess, I don't know. That's all I really have about this this movie. I I mean, I liked it. It was okay. I would not, I would not put It's not it. something I'd pop on for fun, but no. I would not recommend anyone seeing it. I mean... Check if it out. You, if you like westerns, you'll really love the movie, I think. Or if you don't particularly if you like know, Clint Eastwood, no westerns. Like Watch it and let us know what you think. I'm curious why, to know. Why do you think? Why do Facebook. you like westerns? Com, on our on our Facebook page, make a post. Tell us why you like westerns. Why do you like westerns? What is it about them that you guys Help like? Help us understand why you like westerns. Because we have a we have another western. I want right? to know. We have a couple. We have more a couple westerns. more. Yeah. I want to know because maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help us understand. Yes, the help movies guide later. us, please. Please do. Well, with that, what is our next movie on this list? Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? That's Elizabeth from Taylor. 1966. Yes, there are, there are five people in this movie. That's <sighs> it. Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton. Who was her husband? I was say, they're probably married at this point. This is 66, Six? 61, 66. George Siegel, the Seagal, S E G A L, and lady. Sandy Dennis. I remember this. George Seagal is oh. currently on the Goldbergs on TV right now. He was on some show called Retired at 35. He's in Love and Other Drugs, Entourage, My. 2012, Pushing Daisies. Boston Legal, Private Practice. Just Shoot Me. He was the yeah. boss from Just Shoot Me. That's, he was who that's from? what I know him from. He was who from Just Shoot Me? Um, he was the boss. Oh, okay. He was like the, the head of or the head of the agency, I think. I, I apologize. It's oh yes! And he was in, he was Albert in Look Who's Talking Now. And oh, look okay. who's talking. He was the um he was He's the, in the cable guy. The 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 guy that Kirstie Alley's character slept with and technically the Baby Mikey was his son. Oh, okay. That's why I know him. It's <coughs> was actually that murder she wrote. <laughs> so, so yes. Uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Um, I do. He's also remember. in Look Who's Talking. That's what I said. He's also in Look Who's Talking too. I thought yes. you said Look Who's Talking. So, George, is it Seagal? It's S E G A L. I think it's, it's Seagal because that's just like Steven Seagal. And then Seagal. Sandy Dennis. Steven Seagal. Detective. Sandy Dennis, we would know her from. She died in 1992. Was there from ovarian cancer. Is there anything in there that uh, that we would have we would have known? She's her? on the Love Boat. Love, Love Boat. Wow, we actually burst into that, didn't we? Uh, yes. At- oh, she's in the Out of Towners, which is one of my dad's favorite movies. And at this point, um, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor were married. Okay. They had been married for two years at this so point. So everyone in this movie is dead, except for... Uh, Seagal. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> so, oh, we didn't, even do, we didn't even do the synopsis for our, our merry band of followers. What? Yeah, you, you look like you were going to say something. <laughs> 
A bitter aging couple with the help of alcohol use a young couple to fuel anguish and emotional pain towards each other. So basically, I'm so looking forward to this movie. I remember. <laughs> I have I have not seen this movie, but I have seen clips of it. I know of it. Yes, I love Elizabeth Taylor. Woman was gorgeous when she was younger. Even actually, she's kind of stayed good looking even in her in her in her in her elder days. But yeah, she plays like a crazy lady in the movie. She gained basically. spoiler. Of trivia for next week, Uh-oh. she gained like sixty pounds for this movie. She is heavier than she normally was at that point. Because when did she do? When was? Hold on, I gotta look something up now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a little thing. This is 1966. You look at her in Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. She is. She's. She is thin, smoking. Three years before this movie, it looks like a completely different person. It looks like. It looks like she. Ironically, it looks like she pulled a Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, uh, like right. That, it is ironic. It's ironic because Lizzie Lohan played her in that movie. It's terrible. Don't uh, watch it. Why is it um, giant? Why are there no James Dean movies on this list? Uh, it's a crime. It we'll really is. Man, we'll just go with brilliant. that. Um. So yeah, that's that's our next week's movie. If you guys have anything to comment or say, I would like just quickly to say welcome to all the new people who are joining us on our Facebook page. Thank you guys very much for liking the page. If any of you, for any of you who may have missed it in the previous episodes, have anything you'd like to say to us, by all means, post it on the Facebook.com slash TopShelfAFI. Obviously, you like it, so you know where that's at. Uh, we do like to interact with people. Uh, thanks again for those who continue to post yeah. every single week. More interaction, the better. Find us on Facebook. Um, I guess if you want to find us on Twitter, feel free to, but, uh, we do not have a Twitter account for Top Shelf. We just have the Facebook page. That's the easiest way for us to keep in touch with everybody. I guess if people want us to set up a, a Twitter account, we could, but it's just, you know, might as well just do the Facebook because then we don't have to be limited Pretty to much. 100 characters because I don't remember how many characters it actually is. So with that, I'm all done. I'm done. Yay! Yay! This is a long episode. It is a long episode. I didn't think we have anything to talk about. And it was a western. I actually almost was wondering if we were going to start playing the uh, the the theme from the Magnificent Seven. I purposely kept that till the end because I knew if I told you that halfway through the movie, you would sing it for the rest of the movie. And what did I sing instead? I sang "What the Fox." Oh my God! Why did you sing that? What does the fox say? I hate this. The fox says, "Dun." Good night, everybody. Goodbye. You didn't say good night to Radio Raheem. You didn't Raheem. say your thing. It's all uphill from here. Then I say good night, Radio Raheem. Raheem. God, that was so long ago. There's an order to these things. I know. Radio Raheem. I think we should just watch Do the Right Thing next week. Yeah. No, I want to right, watch so Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Radio Raheem. Obviously, he's afraid of him. Her? She looks scary. She does. She looks very scary. She looks like Albert Einstein if he was a woman and no mustache, because that would have been. I really want to watch James Bond movies. We. No. So, with that, bye everybody. Someone else is already doing that. Yes, Aww. they are already doing Hashtag that. Hashtag Matt Myra. <laughs> Hashtag Matt Gorley. Hashtag James Bonding. Yes, listen to James Bonding. I want to plug a movie podcast. Okay. Plug a movie podcast. Listen to James Bonding. It's on the Nerdist Network. It's yes. really, really good. Every week they watch another... Every two weeks, I think it or, is. Sorry, every two they weeks. They release it. They yeah. release another... Which, what they do? What do they do? Go. But they are doing the James Bond catalog from... They started with Dr. No. Yep. 
And then the second episode was Skyfall. Yep. The third episode was From Russia with Love. The fourth episode was Quantum of Solace. Yes. Third episode, or the fourth episode, fifth episode was Goldfinger. Yep. And then the sixth, sixth episode one. was Casino Royale. <laughs> Casino Royale. Royale. <laughs> it's really funny. It's you should very listen funny. to it. It's about an hour and a half yep. ish to two hours, depending on. Casino Royale movie. is two hour, over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> because they just go. Because it, it's a, a great movie. Fast. Okay, enough. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> Have a good night. Bum, I can't bum, laugh. My bum, throat bum, hurts. Bum, 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 bum. You can see Jeff dancing. I was dancing like a weirdo. Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. And finally, Bottom of the Barrel, a returning podcast where Dan Casey and myself find lesser-known and sometimes terrible, movies on Netflix and Hulu, and review them for your pleasure. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.